This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. I remember one time I lived in a house and there was a marijuana grow op next door. That was not pleasant. It was smelly. It w- it interfered with you sit out in the back porch of the, this house I was uh, living at at the time. I mean, you know, it stunk and it was not nice. But that'd be nothing compared to living beside a giant marijuana greenhouse. What's that like? Especially when it gets hot outside. They're harvest- harvesting the weed. Man, I'll tell you. You get some uh, pungent aromas coming out of these things. This is becoming a bigger issue here in British Columbia. We're going to talk about it now. My guest is Susan Hagedorn. She's one of the residents in Langley who's upset about this. Hi, Susan. Thanks for coming on. Hi. Thanks for having me. How long have you lived in uh, Langley there? Uh, My husband's on this property here for about 10 or 11 years. When did the marijuana greenhouse go in? Well, in February of 2018... um, it was uh, all of a sudden one night the lights went on and they were there. Um, so it's been going on now for a year and a half or so. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, what's that been like? Can you tell me? Is there, there's a smell problem, right? There's a smell problem, that's for sure. <laughs> um, it started with the lights because, of course, the smell comes as the plants matured. So our first indication that we had a problem was the light pollution. Um, and really had no idea that this company was coming in and taking over this greenhouse, which used to, which is used to grow peppers. And so we um, uh, had to contact the press, actually, before we got their attention and, and began any kind of consultation with them. Um, so the light issue was the first issue, and, and they did end up putting in some nightshades, which for the most part have taken care of the light problem, although we continually, uh, on a regular basis, have to contact them about the shades not being pulled. And of course, there's noise with generators, truck traffic, um, you know, that are that's ongoing and what they consider part of normal operations. But the odor, you're right, as you said in your opening statement there, um, pungent is, is the word. It, it is invasive um, and, if, and of an intensity that is equivalent for us where we are about a half a kilometer away of having like a skunk sprayed on your sport on your porch. Oh it my is, God. It is. It wakes us up at night. Oh. Um, we have to come indoors. Uh, we live on a five acre property here and it floods the whole property and, and invades the house. It gets into your car, into your upholstery You can't hang your laundry outside. You really can't be outside when we have that really intense uh, cannabis odor. Oh, my God, Susan, I feel for you. That I think that is awful, what you and your neighbors are dealing with there with that. I mean, this this sounds brutal. I mean, you got the light pollution, you got the noise, and then the smell sounds like the worst part of, of the whole thing. So, I mean, is it is the smell kind of constant, or does it peak at certain times? Well, it, it is related to the maturity of the plants. So this yeah. greenhouse, to give your listeners an idea, has a capacity of 350,000 marijuana plants. Oh, wow. uh, so we have never experienced a full capacity. I think the most we had, um, to our knowledge, growing at that um, industrial facility was about 40,000 plants that first um that first sort of cycle when they were getting started. 
and and yes, we would we would go into weeks of every day, all day um, odor, and oh. uh, you know it's migraine inducing um, oh. for me, uh, asthma triggering for a lot of our neighbors, and and as I said, we're half a kilometer away. Um, we have we have residents right across the street from this facility. Um, we're a rural residential neighborhood, so in our immediate area, we've got about thirty or thirty-five homes, um, and we all experience the odor. It, it really depends on which way the wind is blowing. Yeah. Um, this is an open vented greenhouse. It's thirty acres of passively vented through the roof um, greenhouse. So. When the wind picks up that odor, um, it really just depends which way the wind's blowing. I, I don't feel like it's a question of um, if there's odor, it's where the odor is. Um, when they're in production, they're um, on a rotating kind of a crop. So um, the idea is that they would always be harvesting right? Um, and have plants that are coming to a, a point of maturity. So... Um, the you know we've sort of seen the thin edge of the wedge uh, with respect to odor, and it's already intolerable. And and partly, I guess what really just kills me is that the regulation, the Cannabis Act regulation, is very clear. The section eighty five says that they must prevent the escape of odor. Right, right. So you you know they have installed some carbon filters inside the facility, but that is not managing the odors that are escaping through these roof vents. So they're investing in all of this perimeter outside of the greenhouse kind of technology, which it's not just around the perimeter, it's 30 acres. There's, there's all these vents in the middle of the facility where this odor just emanates from and goes wafting around our neighborhood, whichever way the wind is blowing. So to me, I don't understand, A, how they ever got their license in the first place, with that kind of a facility, and B, why is Health Canada not enforcing their own regulation and making sure that this company complies? Um, okay. And and I'm not so interested in talking about how expensive that would be and how much it's going to cost because we all know how lucrative uh, the cannabis um, production market is. Okay, speaking to Susan Hagedorn from uh, from Langley about the uh, the marijuana greenhouse uh, near her home, uh, Susan, this of course it's a legal operation, right? I mean, the company involved here is called Canopy Growth, which is one of the big marijuana production companies. Uh, this is a legal operation. It's licensed. It's regulated. It's legal. Um, have you have you tried working with the company? Have have they shown any willingness to try and stop this smell? Well, yes, once we went to the press in the very beginning in February of last year um, and finally kind of got their attention, we were having, we've held multiple community meetings here here at our house where we have had representatives from Canopy Growth and BC Tweed. And, you know, once we were able to engage them, they were talking the talk about being good community partners and um, working towards resolution, they acknowledged that they have odor that's escaping that facility, and they yeah. were sitting in our kitchen, um, you know, smelling it, what we were smelling. And they say that that's not acceptable, that they want to work to, you know, uh, mitigate that. Right. Um, but here we are 18 months later, and we're still not, um, we still don't have a reasonable solution. And that's partly because they're not dealing with the issue within their facility. 
they're trying to manage it once it comes out those roof vents by spraying some neutralizing, misting um, solutions into the air. Um, But again, those are all around the perimeter and not only aren't effective, um, but they add an additional fragrance, which um, is not the fresh country air that we were looking for. Um, And all of those systems produce more noise. So for the people that are very close to the facility, there is a drone 24 hours a day, seven days a week that is, um, you know, is not acceptable. That's terrible. So spraying this stuff into the air to sort of mask the odor, what do they got, like a big giant can of Febreze out there they're trying to spray around? Well, they started with these misting cannons um, with a with a, a, an essential oil mixture that was being sprayed in the air. Um, and you can <laughs> smell the fragrance. It's not, a, it's not neutralizing. It's just, in my opinion, adding an additional scent into what is the that, air. What does that smell like? Well, it, it smells like a dryer sheet, yeah, or or yeah, something that you'd use in your home to to try to mask odors. Oh man! Um, you know, I said it was sort of the equivalent of having one of those little pull-up air fresheners in the rest stop at a at a trucker's stop in the bathroom. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't take the odor away. It's trying to cover it up. Okay. Um... What about the federal government? I mean, they're supposed to regulate this industry, like you said. Have you, have you complained to them, or what do they say? Well, we've, we've tried all avenues. Um, you know, we went to our local municipality who indicated that this is, um, you know, not a municipal issue. We yeah. went to our provincial government, um, and they were saying, well, Health Canada provides the license, so it's not provincial, it's federal. Right. Um, we tried contacting Health Canada. And for a very, very long time, um, had absolutely no response or at the very best, uh, a form letter coming back saying that they are regulating and monitoring. Um, uh. Ironically, I have an actual phone call after, after this interview today with someone from Health Canada, and that's the first person that's actually come forward and is willing to talk to us. Okay. And I think that's in part because of our provincial um, uh, politicians who have now gotten engaged. Okay. Susan, thank you for your time today. I certainly support you and your neighbors there and in, in your fight to try and try and uh, clean this up. Thank you thanks. for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. That's Susan Hagedorn. She lives in Langley. She and her neighbors are fighting this smelly marijuana greenhouse operation.